What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of The Playbook with Joey and Zach on WZBC AM Sports Radio. It is our debut tonight for our senior year. First episode of the year for us. We're very excited to be back in the studio with you guys and talking sports. As always, we do a quick hour rundown of Boston sports, which, Zach, we have the topics really quick in a second. But as always, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. We're happy to be back in the studio for another year. Absolutely. Pumped to be back out here. Uh, second season, last one. Uh, tonight, we're going to go through a couple of different topics. It's already been a couple months into the school year, into football season. Uh, so we got a lot to catch up on. Um, first, we're going to talk about our recent intramural successes and failures. A uh, couple of big football games, a couple of tough softball games. We'll get into that in a few. Uh, next, we're going to talk about the Celtics, their big win last night, and the rest of uh, the NBA. We'll give our season preview for that as well. Uh, and lastly, we'll wrap up with some BC football talk, uh, something we've been waiting a while to uh, give some words to. So it's been a tough year for them, but pumped to get into it. Excited to be back for another year. Um, so yeah, so let's hop right into it. Where do you want to start? Intramural football, softball? Uh, yeah, we can start with whatever's hot. I mean, Intramural football is pretty hot. So. All right, start with the highs first. Uh, see, we saw the Jura football. We are 5-0. Just won our first playoff game last night. Don't know what the final score was, but I'd guess. There's a lot to it. It was 45-7, yeah. something like that. Did they yes, get, they got was, one touchdown? They got a touchdown. Which actually was we a played nice a team of freshmen. They only had six guys out of the seven show out. They weren't ready to play. I, mean, I give them credit for that touchdown. The touchdown was pretty nice. Yeah, they had Kim one nice a good touchdown. Play. Kim made a nice play. They actually got a nice conversion. They had a too. catch down the field, probably 15 yards, and then just ran it all the way back up past their safety. Yeah, yeah it worked out. Though. I mean, uh, let me see what the final score was. 41-7. Miscoverage. Yeah, right, Jack is only coming. 41-7, first playoff game. We took him out of the game after uh, that play. Yeah. <laughs> I had to. I ripped him yeah, off Yeah, missed coverage with Jack and Tully. Uh, anyway, though, big win for the team. Uh, moved to 5-0 and in the season. We went 4-0 during the regular season. Uh, big turnaround, actually, from last year when we were, what, 2-2 two and two or something? I think we were 2-2 two and two and then lost the playoff game, so 2-3, and three, I guess. I think something like that, maybe. Maybe 1-3. and three. Mm. We might have won a 2 and then lost that last one. But that, we yeah, played in the spring, like though, too, didn't we, in the 4-4 four and four thing? Yeah. And we were better in that. I think we might have been 2-2 two two or something. Yeah, I think we won a playoff game or two in that, but... Yeah, a lot of playoffs left to go. There's 32 teams overall. Uh, we're in the round of 16 now. So yeah, we looked good last night though. What I liked yeah, about last night's well. game, I mean, it was a pretty easy defense we're going up against. Yeah, it was e- easy. everyone touched the ball. Everyone made plays. Everyone touched the ball. Dan had a great interception. Jack Flaherty interception in a two point conversion pass or yeah. one point conversion pass, because you want to call it a two point. In our league, there's a one point, two point, three point conversion. At the end of the day, in real football, I mean, it's just a two point conversion. So I'm going to consider a two point conversion pass, even though I guess it counts for one point. Um, great interception by him. Played great the whole game. A couple of big catches. Um, JD had an. Uh, oh, JD was unreal. Defensive line. He probably had 15 sacks last night in the QB. 15 sacks. Pistol Pete. Peter Gaines came in. Yeah, Pistol Pete came back out of retirement last night. Put his first intramural Four game. Four pass ages. breakups. Legit. Four pass breakups. He, was he had that one easy interception, but the play was there. The IQ was not. He just slammed Bad the ball into the yeah. ground. It was a little softball. That came to him. Batted the ball the down for no buttons. reason. But yeah, I mean, he made a great play on it. Why not? That's fine. That's the end of the game anyway. Will, so. Will played great at quarterback and probably two two or three touchdown passes to Ryan Byrne at one. Totally had a touchdown catch from him, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. Um, I even caught a touchdown pass from him, which was nice. Um, I you caught two get, from him, actually. You got me a touchdown pass. I did give you one. Could be, yeah. I did that give you nice. one. It was nice. It was fourth quarter. Or, second, second half. Second, second half. Probably early second half. We had you know, a few minutes left in the game. I went in for one play at quarterback. I was going to give Will a ball because me and Will have never connected on a touchdown from me to him. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll give it to Will. But they ended up playing great defense. They had two guys in coverage on them. They only have six guys. So there's only four guys We're in coverage. We're going six on five. six in yeah. the second half to make it fair. Looked around. The defensive line was coming in. JD was the only blocker I had. They were coming. Look around, see Cruz in the corner of the end zone, threw a rocket. Probably my hottest pass I've thrown this year. 
even us with us just messing around in the gun. That was a BB. He made a great catch. That was a nice play. And yeah, it was a nice toss. Got us a touchdown. And then uh, don't right know if we did hands. the conversion, but it was a nice catch. I don't know if we did the yeah. conversion there. I think we had JD go quarterbacking out of something, but something like that. Yeah, I think we were, someone ran it in. Yeah, can't remember what happened. It was good though. It was good though. We had a lot of guys got touches. Yeah, it was a good play. Um, as I said, so Ryan Brown had a touchdown catch. So totally had one. Cruz yeah, had Ryan one. Brennan, nice I had a couple. We honestly could have had more interceptions than we did. I had one. I think Will might have had one. Yeah, we had Dan a lot of pass breakups. Dan had one. Peter should have had one. But, I mean, yeah, everyone played great. It was great. Um, mm-hmm. And now I look forward to hopefully getting uh, BK Ball back at quarterback going into yeah. the next game. BK Ball has had a great season. 4-0 in the season. Uh, I mean, tall guy just sees the whole field. Yeah, he's, look, he's looked great out there at quarterback. Nice. We needed that, honestly. He needs a composure at every position. Having a kid out there that, you know, wants to lead us down the field is great. And I know me and Will, obviously, we played quarterback last year and we moved the ball. But with BK... It's a little better now we have both me and Will wide out. Maybe spreads the field a little more since me and Will both like being wide receiver just as much as we like being quarterback. So it helps having us both, mm-hmm. you know, spread out at wide out. Although I actually block a lot. Last time I didn't block as much as I typically do, but I like playing. Yeah, we both uh, blocking back. yesterday. Yeah, step in there like Wayne Goldman. Why not? Got to get mm-hmm. pass pro. Yeah, hey, whatever works. But uh, big game tomorrow night, second round of the playoffs. We'll uh, give you the updates next week. Yeah, we'll see. We might have a third. There. I mean, if we win Thursday, we might have another game before the next show. We'll yeah, see. it'll be probably Monday, right, or something. So I'll give a quick Something update. Like um, mm-hmm. Maybe on my Tuesday one, if you know if things get crazy, make a run. But uh, yeah. the Clippers do play tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. So it's oh, tough. Boy. We have a game at 10 15, and the Clips play at 10. Mm-hmm. Um, which yeah, we'll get to some though. NBA talk. But um, yeah. And then softball, we had a tough game yesterday. But uh, we don't get too much into that just because of a tough game. But mm-hmm. and we talk about a lot of good hitting in the softball game. The other team was good. Yeah. They were good. They had three home runs with. Three, three guys. guys on base, yeah. two or three guys on base always. And yeah, all three of the home runs are three or four. Really runs, had so. probably one or two errors, maybe three tops. I mean, they had one or two, but uh, they, had a, they had a lot coming in the first. Yeah. First baseman dropped a lot. They had actually they did, yeah, fielding wise. They missed yeah. a lot of balls at first base. They did make some plays uh, defensively, and the kid at first base just could not catch a cold. Yeah, <laughs> kid could not catch a cold. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I mean, took advantage. I mean, fifteen ten or something or fourteen ten. Yeah, something like that. I mean, we got runs yesterday. It was just. Their bats were hot. We got runs at the right time. Uh, that one kid was firing moonshots. Could have two home runs. Yeah. But anyway, tough game. But I mean, we'll get it next season. Um, I mean, yeah, we'll get the mug at some point. If it's not now, it'll be into real basketball. I'm confident. Big season coming up for that in a couple weeks. Yeah. Me and Joey are running it back. We'll two be weeks. locked in. We'll be locked in. We're ready uh, to which go. Is, which is great. But yeah, so that's our intramural update. Keep you guys updated on how the flag football game goes tomorrow. 10, 15 p.m. Uh, hope you guys wish us some luck. Um, for see sure. how it goes. Uh, but it'd be a good Gotta get a mug for senior year. We do. We do. I think basketball will time. be pretty good, too. I'll see how that goes. But happy I can mm-hmm. give you guys um, some updates on it last night very briefly. But obviously now having Zach in, he can elaborate more on the game from softball, mm-hmm. which is good. So it worked out. Yeah, hey, I mean. Good game. It was a good game. In, best in team football. on campus. Football was a great game. But mm-hmm. softball, tough one. What can you do? Yeah, right? it's been a good year in football. Been a good year in both. It was just tough. Matchup in softball yesterday. Uh, yeah. But yeah, what can you do? We're on to the next one. Right, what do you want to move um, on to next? So we got Celtics, NBA season preview. Talk about the NBA as a whole. And then uh, BC football. We can go on to any of them. Whatever you pick. Uh, why don't we just go straight for the NBA? Prediction right. season. Yeah, I know who you're going to pick for the champ. But uh, yeah, why don't we? Yeah, we don't got to go crazy predictions, but maybe who we think, who we think is going to be in Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals, something, something yeah, like that. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I can give mine already to start. Um, I'm yeah, already ready to go. There in the West. I'm already ready to go. Uh, so West, I got the Los Angeles Clippers. No surprise, everyone that listened to my podcast over the summer, listened to me and Zach's show last year. Everyone knows I'm a big Clippers fan. Um, I got the Clippers over the Warriors in six games. 
Uh, as of now, I'll take the Clips in six. Could be in seven. I'm just, you know, as of now, I'm taking the Clips in six. like them a lot. Uh, I think they beat the Warriors 4-2 to two in the series. They were to meet in the West Conference Finals, although the Warriors are really good, very deep team. Clips very deep team, too, but that's my West Conference Finals matchup. Eastern Conference Finals matchup. A little bit harder to pick. Uh, the Eastern Conference obviously has the Celtics, the Bucks, the Heat, um, so the Sixers. This year. Uh, you know, it's a lot of talent. They have the Cavs. As of now, I got the Bucks over the Cavs in six games, and then that would mean it's the Milwaukee Bucks versus the LA Clippers in the finals. That's as of today. That's my prediction, but we'll see. But what do you got? I like it. Uh, I'll start with the West. Uh, I got same matchup as you, actually different as all. Warriors, Clips, uh, two of the best teams in the West. I'm just concerned with the Clippers' ability to stay healthy. That's the biggest thing. Um, inevitably, every team is going to run into in- uh, injuries, and over the last few years, the Clippers have always caught the injury bug. Uh, one of the worst teams in the NBA. Um, but that being said, I think the Warriors are going to be the best team in the West this year. Uh, they're just so deep. Adding Dante DiVincenzo and Jermichael Green uh, to an already loaded team. James Wiseman coming back uh, with the same core returning from last year. All the young guys getting a year better. Kaminga, Jordan Poole. Uh, I mean, Moody, that team is just so deep. James Wiseman. Yeah, Moody. Moody, um, Wiseman, and Kaminga didn't even play in the finals. So adding those three mm-hmm. guys, they're a very deep team. Obviously, like DiVincenzo, Jermichael Green, you added in. Uh, they did lose some guys too, though. Toscano Anderson left. Um, Gary Payton II left. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost some pieces there. Obviously. I think they added more than they lost, though, with Jermichael Green and Dante Probably. DiVincenzo. Already. But uh, Gary Payton II actually played well. He shot Yeah, Gary Payton II like, was good. Shoot like Ray Allen against us in a couple of games in the finals. I don't yeah, know, he was good. He got hot in one of them, had like 15 points. Mm-hmm. Either way, though, they're just so deep, and I don't think any team can match that bench in the NBA. Uh, so I got them coming to the finals. I'll say that series is going to be over in six games. Uh, in the East, I got Celtics Bucks, a rematch of the Eastern Conference semifinals from last year. Uh, hopefully, both teams are fully healthy. Uh, I think it's going to be an absolute dogfight. Um, but I'm taking the Celtics in seven in that one. I think even if Chris Middleton was there last year, we still would have won that series. Um, I and mean, we had a couple games that we blew that were really close. But that game four again, we we're up 13 with two minutes left, and just everything fell apart. We had a bunch of turnovers. Um, I mean, now that this team's a little bit more experienced, everyone has a year of playoff experience under their belt, NBA Finals experience. Uh, they know what it takes, and I think the team's going to be a lot more composed coming into this year. Because we saw a lot of moments like that last year, you know, in that Heat series, the two games we blew. I mean, we really could have won that series in four. Um, but regardless, I think this team's going to be a lot deeper, a lot more experienced this year. The addition of Brogdon's going to be huge as well. Uh, so I got the Celtics over Bucks in seven. And then coming to the NBA Finals, um, I'm taking my Celtics all the way again. I think this is the year... Uh, you saw how close we were last year. Um, and I mean, just that one year of experience and everyone being a year better. Uh, and we already saw how hot Tatum and Brown were off to last night, how hot of a start they were off to. Uh, I just don't think there's going to be any team that can beat the Celtics this year. I think this is the year um, that everyone's been waiting for. Everything seemed to come together. Obviously, the Gallinari injury was tough, but I still think we have probably the second deepest team in the NBA next to the Golden State Warriors. Oh, the Clips, um, dude. Oh, dude. I think the Clips are number one. In terms of bench. Oh, Clippers scoring. bench. I mean, here's the thing with the Clippers, though. They could have, they have like six guys on their bench that could start on probably 75% of the team of the NBA. Celtics no do, joke. too, though. I don't know. I think if you get, if you look in the Clippers' depth, the Warriors have a lot of depth. The Bucks actually wouldn't be that depth chart now. A lot of depth. You know, Holiday, yeah, they're all deep teams. Uh, Giannis and Brooke Lopez starting. They got George Hill off the bench, Pat Collins off the bench, Bobby Portis, Wesley Matthews. And, you know, he's a little washed on now. Still solid off the bench. Serge Ibaka. Then you got Joe Ingles whenever he comes back. But yeah, I think if you look at it, though, overall, I think the Celtics do have a. I'm not saying there's so many depth. I just think it's the Clippers Warriors ahead of them, maybe Celtics three. I would go Warriors ahead of them in terms of depth. I don't know. That's I it. For I don't know. And then Clips and Bucks are on at the top four. I mean, all those teams are so deep, regardless of how you look at it. 
Um, I mean, the scoring, too, is just ridiculous. I mean, you got Giannis and Chris Middleton in the Bucks, Tatum and Brown in the Celtics, Kawhi and PG in the Clips, Steph and Clay, Warriors. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I know these teams are. And I think if all four stay healthy, there's no shot that anyone else makes the Eastern Conference Finals this year. Um, I mean, depending on seeding, but... They build the team as well. I think the thing with the Clippers, I have them winning the NBA Finals, which I think I had them... I didn't actually say where I have them in the Finals. I had them beating the Bucs. I didn't say in how many games. I got them over the Bucs, I think, in seven is what my guess would be today. Um, but I think if you if you look at the Clippers team, last year they're 42-40 and 40, with just 59 games, a combined 59 games, out of Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, which he played no games, Robert Covington and Norman Powell, four big pieces right there. Probably their four best players besides... Reggie Jackson, I mean, honestly, that's probably their four best players, legitimately. Reggie yeah, Jackson is probably better than Covington, but those are the four best players right there. Only got 59 games out of the 42 and 40. You got the best coach in the league, Tyron Lue, in my opinion, and then you add in a guy like John Wall, and your bench is going to have four guys that could start on most NBA teams. John Wall, Norman Powell, Luke Kennard, Nick, uh, Nick Batum even got some starts last year for them. That's four guys with right there. Terrence Mann, he's not even starting. Uh, Amir Coffey put up some points last year. I mean, this team's very deep. Uh, Marcus Morris as well, but I think he's going to be starting for them. But mm. very deep team, so I think if you keep them healthy, like you were saying, I think they're going to make a run. Uh, mm. As I said, I got them in seven over the Bucks as of now. And then you got the Celtics over the Warriors in seven, was it? Yep. Got you. Okay. Yeah, finals have, rematch. There's our predictions right there for the mm. Western. The thing you said, though, about those four guys that combined 59 games last year, those guys are all so injury-prone. I just don't think the team can stay fully healthy. Covington's typically healthy. He just came over, uh, you know, after getting traded or whatever, and you know had some injuries. Um, but Norman Powell actually was banged up when they traded for him, uh, which they knew that coming in. He was still mm-hmm. uh, had some injuries. Obviously, Paul George had his injuries in the season. Paul George came and Kawhi times. been tough the last couple of years. Kawhi was out the whole season, which was tough. Uh, but Covington played very well when he was out there. Had a forty-one point game um, against the uh, Bucks at one point. He hit like eleven threes or something. That was nuts. Um, but they have a very good team, and I think the one thing about the Clips that might be their weak point. It's just sent us since they really only have Zubots, and after that, Covington will have to step in and Batum. And uh, they had, you know, a guy in the draft, uh, Diabate, out of uh, Michigan, uh, but he might just start in the G League. So they really have one legitimate center. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, he's he, not ready for the NBA yet. At the end of the day, you can go small ball. They went that a lot last year with. Yeah, I mean, it works for the Warriors perfectly fine. Did they have Looney in the finals last year, and then when he wasn't in, I don't think they even played anyone else. Draymond, did they? really? Yeah, it was Draymond running the five, which I mean. Kind of works. You don't really have anyone like him, I guess, in the clips, but probably throw. Oh, they got all dogs. I, I, I don't know if I can say Draymond's, I guess, a dog, but he's kind of, you know, nuts too. But um, Yeah, I'm not a Draymond guy. Not a either. I'd like him on my team just defensively, but with everything that comes with it, I mean, yeah, that's a lot. It's hard. I mean, when Looney was out, it was Draymond really for the most part running the center position. So mm-hmm. I mean, he can run it, though. I mean, he puts up numbers out there, rebounds, blocks. Auto Porter even played a lot of small ball, like power forward, yeah. which is nuts. Auto Porter turned to Scottie Pippen in that final series He's last year. We didn't talk about that. Oh, they did lose him, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they lost some pieces, though. Peyton, Porter, obviously they did add in. Mm-hmm. They added Kaminga, Moody, and, you know, Wiseman, three guys that didn't play really in the finals mm-hmm. at all. Obviously, Wiseman was out the whole year. But Wiggins played, like, prime MJ in the finals last year. That Wiggins was, was locked in. He was yeah. out playing everyone except probably just Steph and Jalen Brown. Even then, he was still out playing. Mm-hmm. He was great. Probably everyone else. Yeah, he's probably the number three guy in the series. Yeah, he was great. He was locked in. I give him credit, though. I mean, he came up big in a, in a moment when everyone said. Wiggins' problem, a lot of times, is consistency. And you always know he could score, but he wasn't only just scoring. He was playing lockdown defense and then also getting rebounds. He was, looked like Dennis mm-hmm. Robinson. He was doing everything. He was shooting. He was driving. I mean, defense was elite. He, I think, which Playing I talked making. about this over the summer one, but I think his career high in rebounds was like 8 or 9. And he had multiple games in the finals. We had 13 and like 12 rebounds or 13 and 14 rebounds, which is nuts. So he came mm-hmm. up big in the biggest moments. I give him credit there. Um, obviously, when you're in the NBA Finals, uh, you got to really have your best game. 
uh, your best. And you work your entire life to get there, so you really got to have your best uh, moments mm-hmm. in there. And he shined in the biggest stage, so give him credit. He played great last Can't year. Can't say the same for the Celtics. I mean, Tatum came up tough series. Yeah, flat. Tatum had a tough series. Um, but in that being said, LeBron's first series in the finals. I mean, he played horribly too. People never talk about that, and then came back 2012. Yeah. So I'm not saying Tatum's LeBron, but it's his first final series. It is what it is. Um, I mean, I'm sure if he gets the same opportunity this year, it's going to be different. Yeah, um, no, I agree. Jalen Brown is locked in all the series, though. I'm, I was impressed with the way he played in the finals. He played well. The consistent, too. He's the only consistent player. He did have his turnover issues, but Tatum's t- issues turning the ball over was worse than mm-hmm. Jalen's. Tatum was every play touched the ball. Jalen was dribbling off his knee, though, like he always does and all that, and losing his handles, which he has to work on, obviously. And hopefully mm-hmm. he did that in the offseason. I mean, makes a difference. Yeah, his handles seemed a bit better last night. I mean, they seemed a little bit more crisp. But, yeah, that Eastern Conference final series against the Heat, I swear, I think there was one game Brown had six or seven turnovers, and the Heat had like five themselves. Yeah. So he was single-handedly had more turnovers than the Heat, which is nuts. Yeah. Can't let that happen. Um, it's been a long but time I'm sure he's, he, yeah, I'm sure it's he's known that, time. and I'm sure he's been working on it. So it's not really a fear of mine this year yet. Uh, I mean, obviously we'll see how that happens as the year progresses. Um, but so far, I'm feeling really good with the Celtics team. Uh, I think we're deep enough. Uh, if we can stay healthy, Rob Williams can stay healthy. Um, I'm not too concerned with the big man rotation. I actually like the signing of Noah Bonley as well. Um, I mean, hopefully he'll be a third-string big man once Rob Williams comes back. Uh, Blake Griffin, I thought, was a little bit odd adding him. I don't really think he's going to get many minutes. I think he's a little bit washed at this point. We probably need 8 to 10 out of a night. He only got 8 last yeah, night. Maybe I mean, 10 to 12. You don't really need much. It's more just for Horford and Williams to rest a little bit. Yeah, I don't mind um, that, actually. I bet Bonley will probably play ahead minutes. of him, though. Five yeah, boards It's pretty good. Yeah, that's all we need. We don't need scoring out there, so just defense and boards. Um Grant Williams, Grant Williams obviously. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Grant Williams. Um, a little upset that we didn't give him the contract extension, uh, but I kind of get it. He wanted uh, somewhere in the $15 million plus range, and the Celtics only wanted to give him 11 or 12 a year for a four-year deal. Um, so I understand it didn't work out. I'm just worried about him continuing developing this year and then him going it out uh, and getting the you know $20 million contract next year for them, the New York Knicks or something like that. He'll probably get as well. He'd probably get more money elsewhere if he wanted it. Today's NBA, I mean, everyone's yeah. making fifteen million dollars. Seems like yeah, Sports any young player that's pretty NBA. good is making so much money. And Jordan Poole, he saw the other day, four years, thirty-five million a year. Yeah, everyone's Something making twenty-five crazy. plus. Yeah. So I think he'll probably get twenty somewhere. Even though at the end of the day, I don't know if he's worth. Yeah, you know, something the Knicks or the Kings are going to shell that out because I mean, it's the only guy they're going to get. So he's yeah, a great player, I mean, great role player, um, great piece to have in the team. It's just he's not worth that kind of money. Um, so at the end of the day, if that's what he wanted, if he wanted 15 plus and we didn't give it to him, fine with it. Yeah, obviously we'll see how that works out. But played well last night, five five from the floor, three or three from three with 15 points, a rebound, and assist. I think I mean he only had one rebound. Hopefully we get more out of him because there were a couple games against the Heat uh, where he was great in the boards, maybe like seven or eight. Um, he's not going to mm-hmm. get like 15 consistently a night, but well, oh, his shooting too seven. was yeah. elite towards the uh, end of the playoffs last year. Yeah, Bucks game seven, he had the seven threes. I mean, shot very well. Yeah, he shot really well in the playoffs. He became a pretty good 3 and D guy, actually, for us. And good big man, too. Good defender. Always on the floor, too. Always hustling. Yeah, no, he played well. Um, I think that obviously helps the Celtics team out a guy off the bench like that. Um, but yeah, I think, Big-time energy guy, too. I think that the depth does make a big difference in NBA teams. So I guess him being on the bench uh, definitely makes a difference. Um, in the NBA today, mm-hmm. you have to have 11 or 12 guys you can put out there on a nightly basis that you have trust in. All the guys in the roster you have to have trust in. Uh, especially today's day, a lot of injuries and stuff, you have to be able to go to your depth uh, a lot of the time. So having a guy like Grant mm-hmm. Williams uh, come off the bench, maybe shake it up a little and uh, give you some steals and rebounds, it makes a difference. Yeah, having him is absolutely huge. Um, I mean, yeah, all the reasons you just mentioned. 
uh, just being an injury backup and just having him during the games too, giving guys rest. I mean, he's probably going to get 25 minutes a night this season. Uh, his role just keeps growing and growing. So I'm excited to see where that goes this year for sure. I know last year we did a breakout player, which both of us were off. We both had Romeo Lake for image. I think Romeo oh, Lake has yeah. a talent, just could never stay healthy. And yeah, he's got the athleticism and the talent. Yeah, it's just he didn't really fit with the team. Uh, and, I mean, he just didn't develop as well as people thought he was going to within the system. Isn't I it? think in the Spurs, though, he's going to be yeah. a solid piece. Definitely. I mean, he'll have more chances to play, obviously, than he would on the Celtics team. But there's mm-hmm. no really guy in the Celtics right now that you could say, oh, this guy's my breakout player, honestly. Like, I don't mm-hmm. really know. But yeah, maybe everyone's kind of broken out already that you could say – could be a breakup play like Grant Williams. Um, yeah. Grant Williams um, is it that listed I mean, there. I yeah. My pick, that. though, is going to be Sam Hauser for this year. I think he's going to work his way into the rotation as a spot-up shooter. Um, I mean, you saw the way he looked in preseason. He was elite shooting. I think he shot like 60% or something like that in the preseason. Um, and that's the kind of player that Celtics need right now, a Duncan Robinson type guy. They can just catch the ball and fire it. Um, so I'd be excited to see, um, I mean, how he shoots during the regular season, keep giving him more touches, get him in the game. Um, I don't expect him to be playing much at all the first couple months of the year. Um, just kind of let him work in a garbage time rotations. Um, and if he stays hot, then start throwing him in game. I don't think he's quite ready yet to play, um, you know, in big time minutes. Uh, but I think he's going to keep developing. Hopefully by the end of the season, he can be a solid five to ten minute in game guy. Uh, I mean, that's maybe putting up four or five points a night on solid three-point shooting. Uh, that's really all we need out of a guy like him since the team's already so deep. I uh, just having a shooter that can come in for a little bit and space the floor out a little bit um, would be huge. Because um, I mean, pretty much everyone on the team already can shoot the three ball, so it's not really a huge concern of mine. But it'd be nice to have a lockdown shooter like him. Definitely, yeah, it makes a difference. I mean, there's no really one else the Celtics can say is a breakout. Um, I do think in a couple of years, JD Davidson obviously has turnover issues. Celtics second round pick out of Alabama this year. Um, mm-hmm. Does have his turnover issues, but I do like the way he plays. Does have great court vision. Just you know, we'll turn the ball over trying to force a pass. Um, has good handles too. I mean, probably get better in the G League. I think he's going to start out there anyways. But he's got to maybe look out for the next couple of years. Um, so hopefully that works out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, he's still young. What is he, 19? Mm-hmm. So he's got plenty of time to develop. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to be a great piece in the future as well. I like uh, Juan my boy from France. Oh, yeah. Um, Big boy. He's a beast. <laughs> um, he played in the G League. Uh, G League, the uh, Summer League. This year played very well. Uh, it was a big shot to the Celtics in the Summer League. I was watching a lot of those games just to see how he was playing. Uh, and he looked great. Uh, he's still playing over in France uh, for Paris, but uh, hopefully he makes his way over to the Celtics the next year, which I think he's a gem. Um, I actually drilled that draft pick, and I think, if I remember right, it might have actually gotten the J.D. Davidson pick right this summer, I think. I can't remember. I definitely got one pick either right between the Celtics and the Celtics of the Clips. I think it was the Celtics. I think it might have got J.D. Davidson right somehow. A couple years in a row, just finding gems. That's impressive. I mean, yeah, I think a couple of years from now, we could see Bergeron get into the NBA, uh, start to get some G League action. Hopefully the Celtics, maybe even as soon as next year, make the Red Claws. Um, I like the way he looked over the summer, showed some signs of potential. There was a couple guys in that team, too. Uh, what's his name? Roger Thomas. He yeah, impressed me a little well. bit. Um, Matt Ryan was decent. We let him go to the Lakers. Lakers. Um, <laughs> Cabin too. Yeah, that was uh, solid. He's good. good he's going to be a two-way player at the Celtics, which I'm excited about. Or is he a full-time, or is he two-way? Two-way. Okay, yeah, two-way. I mean, solid, energetic big man. I don't think he's really going to be getting any minutes at all, but future piece, maybe, um, at big man, so... Oh, Definitely can't complain right? about, uh, yeah, can't complain about the way the team looked over the summer. Um, head coach, too, Joe Mazzulla, coming out of the summer league. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think the interesting thing about him is he was with the Celtics staff since 2019. So he was there in the Brad Stevens era, obviously one year with Amy Udoka, who I think is done as a Celtics coach. Um, oh, yeah, he's not coming back. No way. Yeah, I think he's done. And now you've got him now as the head coach 
for the Celtics. I think that helps so he's been in the system now for three years. Mm-hmm. Did a little yeah, bit all the guys know him now. Did a little summer league time. Exactly. The team knows him. They've been around him now for three or four years, and that's important. So I think he's going to help the Celtics. I don't think they're going to skip a beat coaching-wise. I think Iwatoko is a great coach, but I think a lot of the time you look at it, he was already in the Celtics system. He knows what the Celtics system was like last year, even with Brad Stevens as well. So he also mm-hmm. knows what the Celtics are playing for. Obviously, he knows uh, they want to go to the NBA Finals, and he already has the whole system uh, ahead of him in place. And also has Brad Stevens to help him uh, along the way. So I think it's not going to mm-hmm. be really a drop-off, uh, truly, as, mu- as much as some people make it seem. But no, I agree. I don't think it's going to be a drastic shift like we saw last year through Doka coming in. We started out um, and losing a bunch of games. We were 11th place in the East in January. I don't think we're going to see those same kind of growing pains uh, with the new coach. Um, same reason that you mentioned. He's been around the team for a while. He knows all the guys. All the guys trust him. Um, I mean, and he's been a solid coach, too. You look at the way he's developed some of the summer league guys and the way we've played for, considering the fact that we have lesser talent than some other teams just because of, I mean, the picks we've had in the last few years. We don't have the same exciting level of rookies playing out there. But, I mean, the Summer League team has always looked solid for us. Yeah. Um, and people always rave about him as a coach. There's a couple concerns about him. I think he's 34 years old, about him being not quite ready to be an NBA head coach yet. Very young. Um, but, I mean, you throw him out there, I'm, he's going to start to figure it out real soon. I mean, if he's done at the G League level and the Summer League level, he can figure it out at the NBA level. Obviously, it's a little bit more difficult, but same thing. Same guys that he's been working with over the last couple of years. Um, so, I mean, I... I have faith in him as the future of the Celtics coach. Yeah, um, so, I don't disagree with yeah. that. I don't think it's going to cause any issues, or not as much as a lot of people seem to think. I mean, he's already won enough, so he started out hot already. Mm-hmm. One yeah, big first one last night. Mm-hmm. Game first one's awesome. important. played very well. Um, in that game, James Harden played very well. 35 points at 22 at half. Yeah, Harden had a sneaky 25. Yeah, he did. He did. Obviously, had some tough plays, too. He mixed... Uh, Tatum once, and then Smart. Marcus Smart, and then missed both of those shots. You got to drill those. If you yeah, he hit the shimmy too before that shot. You got to make it. Got to stare him down. I think they're shimmy. a good team though. Sixes are really solid. Yeah, Sixers have well. a good. They have a good lineup. Tyrese Maxey too. I, I mean, they were saying on the broadcast last night. He might be the most underrated player in the NBA. He's I want so Celtics good, draft so, so bad. Big Kentucky fan. I liked him a lot when he was there, and I remember my friend. Uh, I was a sports guru, Mike Curley, and we have a group chat with his buddy E, and uh, he's a Sixers fan. I was saying to him, "Hey, Tyrese Maxey, they drafted him. That's an unreal pick." So I want the Celtics to get him, and it's looking great right now. 8-16 from the floor last night, 2-5 of five from 3, 21 points, five, five fouls, tough, uh, but one rebound, two assists, two steals. I was going to maybe quit the fouls. Plays aggressive, though. Why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah, he's a great defender, great card in the ball. Um, I mean, he's just young, too. He's got so much energy. He's always hustling back and forth. Solid shooter, too. Um, I mean, just got the whole offensive package, and he just keeps getting old. better and better. Yeah, he's that young, too. It's crazy. I mean, he's really kind of worked his way into the – Number three scorer, the Sixers, real fast. I mean, and Harris at fourth is in the league. pretty solid. Having Tobias yeah. Harris at fourth scoring option. Yeah, they have good. a lot of good scoring options out there. And you got PJ Tucker side. playing the four out there, Bye too. Boy. He should be on the Clippers. He's a dog. He should be on the Clippers. Yeah, he's, Get him. he's your kind of guy. He's the PJ biggest, Tucker for sure. He's the biggest like dog in the NBA that's not on the Clippers. They need him. They need him. He's a dog. Playing yeah, last year. Nice. That could be a backup center. I'll throw him out there. Why not? <laughs> he plays hard. He shoots some threes, too. Every guy on that Clippers team can shoot threes. And he plays very hard. I actually wish PJ Tucker was on the Clippers. It would really round out all the dogs. <laughs> I wish. Only thing I'm worried about uh, looking at the Sixers team right now, though, is their depth. They really don't have many options. They have a great starting five to lead. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, we saw it last night. Their bench just really can't hang with the Celtics like bench. I like Tybal as well. I think he's the best player on the bench. Um, but you got guys like Danwell House. Shea I Milton don't think he's a solid bit. NBA piece. Yeah, Shake Melton's all right. Um, he wasn't in the game last night, but D'Anthony Melton was there. Um, didn't really do anything 
outstanding or anything noteworthy. Yeah, they got Harrell as well as a backup big man. It's not bad depth. It's I really think the only two good pieces they have in their bench are Harrell and Tybo looking at the roster right now. And I mean, you got Shea Milton too, um, whenever he starts playing again. Um, Paul Reed, my boy from DePaul, is a big fan of him. Oh, yeah. He played here at BC. Yeah, Against played at BC. BC three years ago. Yeah, he was nasty. Yeah, he's that a beast. I just don't. He's nasty. Mm-hmm. Good. I just think it's going to be tough for him. I mean, developing as a six eight big man in the NBA is just tough with that skill set and only being six foot eight, six foot nine. Yeah, I, I mean, I think if he's just a rotational guy, maybe it would help him a little bit to find his role. I don't think, you know, you can't put him in yeah. and think he's going to start. I think having him be like a five to six minute per night guy will help him really find his role in the NBA, get up with the speed, obviously, and all that, and the physicality of the league. But mm-hmm. I mean, they don't got bad depth. Obviously, not elite. But yeah, not I think that's going to be the kryptonite of the Sixers, though. I mean, you look at all these other teams that are contending the Celtics, Bucks, Heat. Clippers, Warriors. I mean, the Sixers team doesn't have the same level of depth, you know? Yeah. Looking at the Lakers, too. The Lakers are going to have the same issue. We were talking about this last night during the game. They just have, and their starting lineup is good. You got Russ, LeBron, AD. Uh, who else was starting last night for them? Patrick Beverly. Yeah, Pat Bev. Uh, they had, who was the other fifth guy? Um, Lonnie Walker started as well. Yeah, I mean, solid starting lineup. Um, but, I mean, their depth is just not there. Who do they have? Toscano Anderson. Yeah, Russ actually looked pretty good last night. I'll give Russ you that. played great. He was actually the best player on that floor, probably besides LeBron. Uh, Russ mm-hmm. played great. 19 points off 7 to 12 shooting, 4 or 5 from the free zone, 1 of 3 from the three point line, 11 rebounds, uh, and 3 assists to go along with the steal. He played very well, Russ. Wow. Yeah, he did look good last night. AD did not impress me uh, really at all. Soft. I mean, he had 27 um, points, but he doesn't play hard. Yeah. He's kind of uh, soft. Already. He did have four I mean, steals. I really only watched the first half, but. 27 points. I watched the second I wasn't half. seeing the same AD that I used to see. They made a little bit of run in the second half of the Lakers. They scored 30 yeah, points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they actually did start coming back a little bit. They did bit. make a little bit of run at one point with all the backups kind of in. A uh, couple guys were hitting some big shots. Kendrick Nunn was nasty off the bench at 13 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Kendrick Nunn guy. I think that was a big pickup for them last year. Uh, now that he's back playing, I think that's going to be huge for them. Yeah, um, Anderson played a little too. Didn't really do much, yeah. so no points. Did add four rebounds though. Uh, but I actually like... The idea to put Russell Westbrook in the starting lineup. He's not a bench guy. I think Russell Westbrook has earned his right, no matter how bad he looked last year and shot. I think Russell Westbrook, especially with what you traded for from him, he's not off the bench. You start him. It's just like Dak Prescott. Even though Dak's going to be starting ever since Cooper Rush had a bad game. You pay Dak Prescott so much, just like the uh, Lakers traded so much to get Russ, he's starting. Just like Dak Prescott, even if Cooper Rush is playing unreal, mm-hmm. he's paid way too much. Yeah, you gave the bad to get him. So. Exactly. Russ has paid so much, him, yeah. and they traded so much to get him. Uh, I think Russ looked great last night, and I don't think. Russ deserves the criticism he gets. Played very well in the last 10 games of the season last year. Everyone just likes to wait for Russ to shoot a three-pointer and miss it, whether it's off you know, line or whatever, it goes outside the back, whatever it is. It just shows how ill-tempered and the amount of ill wishes that Russell Westbrook gets is ridiculous. It just shows how negative society is that they wait for Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook to miss a shot so they can run to social media and talk about it. At the yeah, end of the day, I mean, he's earned his right. He's a human being. He's one of the best players Top 75 in the NBA, he was named that last year of all time. Obviously, the triple-doubles, MVP, obviously leads his team to the playoffs whenever he's playing on his own. I know people say he can't play with other people, but that Lakers team wasn't going anywhere last year anyways. But he's earned his right to be a starter. I, I honestly think the amount of negative criticism and ill wishes he gets, completely unwarranted. There's no one that plays harder than Russell Westbrook. Um, I think at the end of the day, I hope he has a great season. Root for him to do well. And I do feel bad with all the negative criticism he gets. just shows how poor society is. Um, they just wish ill upon him for no reason. Just everyone wants to see him miss a shot so they can don't put it on Twitter and everything. Just people got to grow up and just let him play the game because no one does I that. Steph misses a shot. No one does that. No. Steph, some of it's plays. unwarranted, but I mean, you look at this Lakers team the way it's constructed, though, and it's just that's not his fault, though. I mean, yeah, but you can't have. I mean, him. 
we've seen it already. Ross and LeBron, as people were saying before that uh, the movie even happened, that these two guys can't. I mean, these two guys. LeBron need to signed be the off guy on the court. LeBron's a GM, basically. Yeah, he signed he did. off on it. So NAD signed is off just at the end of the day. He did. It's just not a good mix. It's not a good system for Russ to be in. Um, and I don't think the Lakers are gonna be going anywhere at the current roster they have right now. I hope they get rid of him just um, so he can find someone new. I think right now they're gonna be a six, seven seed. The Lakers with the way the team's looking. So I, said I wouldn't mind seeing a trade. Uh, I always thought the Lakers should have made that trade, uh, so whether or not they included the extra pick or not to the Pacers, uh, Russ, and a couple of first-round picks in the far future. Um, I mean, they've already sold their future anyway, so the two picks are going to be nothing at this point anyway. Um, for, first round is if they tank it by then, though. Yeah, they top, could be good top, picks. Top five, maybe. It's tough because, I mean, you're, you went all out for this team already. You may as well just try to put them in the contending status, which I don't even know if this trade would, but it put them a lot closer. I think they added Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. Gave him a solid starting big man next to AD and then get some shooting in Buddy Heald, too. Miles Turner hurt tonight. So that'd be a good starting lineup, too. Pat Bev, Buddy Heald, LeBron, AD, and Miles Turner. I mean, but death is still too big of an issue, though, for that team, which Miles is the Turner, issue. Man. I just think this Lakers team shot them in the foot and going all up for a championship. I mean, you got the ring, so can't be mad about it, but they just have – they're screwed right now, to keep it honest. I mean, looking at the way the roster is constructed right now, the cap, uh, they got no space. They have no picks either. They got, I mean, they're pretty much done for. I mean, I think the best thing they could do would probably be make that move uh, if they really want to go all up for the championship this year because they pretty much already put all their chips in anyway. Um, unless they want to save themselves for 2027, which, I mean, it's a long way away, but it also wouldn't be a bad idea for them to keep some of the picks, which is like what they're going to do probably anyway. So uh, I just don't think the Lakers are going to be there this year. I really don't think they're going to be in the contending conversation at all. I mean, we saw it last night, uh, just the way the team plays together. I just don't think it's a roster built for a championship. They got uh, obviously some depth, nothing crazy, but off the bench having Kendrick Nunn helps. Uh, it's kind of tough. Anderson. You got Matt Ryan getting eighteen minutes last yeah, night. Yeah, I don't think that's great. I like Kendrick Nunn. Warriors. Kendrick Nunn because Scott awesome Anderson. This all off the bench, two pieces there. Yeah, I like um, those two guys. It's um, not bad. I mean, Matt Ryan though, the Celtics uh, summer league guy. I mean, playing eighteen minutes. And it's just tough. They just don't really have anyone to back up. You know, guys like LeBron and AD. Miles Turner got hurt today in warm-ups, stepping on the ball boys' like, foot or something and rolled his ankle or something. So they wouldn't have mm. any luck with him, I guess, now, it looks like. Yeah, and that's tough. Already, so doesn't help. Obviously, Russ has had his... No, Russ actually didn't get hurt last year. He played 78 games. It was uh, AD and LeBron that was hurt a lot last year. And at the end of the day, Russ did play 78 games. No one talks about AD missing half the season and LeBron missing, like, 30 games as well. People just talk about Russ. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they got to be able to stay healthy. But even if this team is healthy, I just don't think... I mean, they're just not deep enough. And I mean, just the way these guys play together, just the style of the ball. Um, I mean, you got Russ and AD and LeBron on the same floor. Uh, I just don't think it's meant to be that team in the championship. Just yeah. the I mean, it's nothing wrong with the individual players themselves. I mean, they all got the talent. Like, their overall talent in the starting lineup is really good. It's just the mix of their style of play. Um, I mean, all those guys kind of need the, balls in their, uh, the ball in their hands. AD, not quite as much, but still, I mean, more than most players in the league needs the ball in his hands. To be effective on offense. Yeah, he's getting a little stronger in the paint, AD. And he's had to use his body a little more than he did yesterday. He did use it actually mm-hmm. a little at some Yeah, he hasn't saw, been as aggressive as he used to. He could have gone some more rebounds than I saw. Um, just mm-hmm. chose maybe not to try to make a crazy play. But um, I, I'm rooting for them to do well because I like Russell and I like LeBron a lot. So hoping they do, do good things. But, yeah, the NBA is fun and the Lakers are good. I'd like to see him be good. I mean, obviously, I don't want them beating the Celtics or anything. But basketball is always fun to watch and the Lakers are relevant. So definitely want to see them have a good year. Um, I mean, regardless, I just don't think with the way this roster looks right now, it's going to happen. I see a six seed for them at best right now because the West is getting better and better. I mean, you got teams with the T Wolves, 
that are starting to go all in for some reason with Rudy Gobert giving up five first round picks, which was nuts. Um, I think it works out for them. I'm going to be on the minority there. I think that's a good trade. I think they're going to have to the four or five seed now, but I just. Yeah, I still just don't think it's enough to push them over the edge. And I think they sacrificed a lot, and they could have gotten a lot more for five first-round picks than Rudy Gobert. I guess we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, I actually didn't mind that trade. Rudy Gobert is very undervalued. People just talk about, oh, he's, you know, only shoots him five feet up. But he's very good at that. He's going to give you, you know, 12 rebounds a night and a couple blocks. I just don't really know how I feel with the pairing of him with Cat, too. As long as they didn't have a center to move. I like that, And I get that Cat wants to move outside. I think it helps Cat in the paint, especially defensively. He doesn't have to cover the center anymore because he can be a power forward. I think that's going to help Cat a lot. I think that team's going to be good. I think maybe a four seed, uh, maybe a three. I see a four or five for them. I think I'm a three or four. Realistically, a four, I would go. Um, But yeah, I still just don't think that's going to be enough to move the needle for them to win a championship. Um, I'm a big Anthony. I know you love Anthony Edwards. I think he's elite. He can be the best player on that team. He can be the number one scorer. He can be a top 10 player Um, in the NBA. He's not going to be an issue with that team. Yeah, definitely uh, one of the biggest risers in the NBA right now. Um, I mean, I think that team could make it. I mean, a potential run to the Western Conference Finals. I think that's the ceiling for that team. Uh, four seed, get a couple of Just making the playoffs would yeah. be good for them like they did last year. I think just making it something mm-hmm. to build on. Uh, since they obviously have Cat now locked up for years, Gobert locked up for years, Anthony Edwards doesn't need a new deal right now. So they're going to be built to win for the next couple of years, which is good for them. So even if it's not this year, maybe a couple of years from now, uh, they'll be even better. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you got guys like Anthony Edwards too, who's just going to keep getting better and better. And then Cat as well. I mean, we'll continue to grow and get better and playing together with each other. Um, I think that'll be a team that'll be a solid Western team for years to come. I just don't see them winning a championship with the current roster construction. I think they might need some other piece. Who's their point guard right now? Their point guard is... It was Mike Conley, wasn't it? No, not Mike Conley. Um, D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell, that's what it is, yeah. Right. Yeah, he's, he's still solid. I mean, he's not as good as he was when he was on the Nets. I was D'Angelo a big Russell, fan of him yeah. back then. Um, but they got a decent roster. I, I still see four seed for them, uh, like with the roster right now. Mike Conley, yeah, it is D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell, Edwards, Beast, Gobert... With Cat and then also their three, Malik Beasley or whatever. That's not a bad, it's not a bad. Group no, it's a solid starting lineup. They got decent depth too. A uh, couple of guys on the bench. Well, Malik Beasley um, traded though. They they traded him for Gobert. That was he was in the deal. He was in the deal for Gobert. Oh, you're right. Yeah, they gave some players too, didn't they? Yeah, they gave a good amount, which they yeah, had to. I mean, it wasn't just the picks. picks, but they wanted some players now too to build around. Yeah, uh, Danny is an aggressive GM. Jaden McDaniels is actually not bad. He's solid, but maybe yeah, he's he not was the right. best of the best three. But um, they don't really have much depth besides that. Kyle Anderson's the best piece on, on depth wise. Austin Rivers, yeah, mm-hmm. are the best. One of my sneaky wise. teams for the East this year, though, Detroit Pistons. I think this is gonna be the first year we back on the map in a little while. I have them like Cade Cunningham near two. Yeah, maybe nine ten. I think they're gonna sneak into the end of the playoffs this year. Uh, Cade Cunningham, I think he's a great player. Um, he's gonna start to shine this year, and people are gonna start to see that he's uh, one of the top young players in the league. Jaden Ivey too. I don't think he's gonna quite break out this year, um, despite being the fifth overall pick. I think. He might average 12, 15 points a game, which is solid, especially considering he's a scoring rookie. Um, I think they could be happy with that. Um, I like Jalen Duran a lot. Um, yeah, Jalen Duran too. He's a little raw. I don't think he's going to contribute as much this year, but this team's got a lot of great pieces, and I think they've handled the last couple off seasons really well. Uh, they got uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich as well this year. Uh, Bojan Bogdanovich. Sadiq Bey always kills the Celtics. Yeah, Sadiq Bey, solid. Uh, solid player. Yeah, they don't have bad pieces. Um, I think they've been no, they probably I mean, in a couple of years from now, but I don't think they win the NBA Finals yet. But maybe be a play-in team, seven, eight, nine, ten. They'll probably be in a play-in game, no matter which one they land in there between seven and ten. Uh, mm-hmm. It might be a hot take. Some people have them being like, you know, thirteen. Yeah, I could see them flatting in as a seven or eight seed. I mean, being a quick first or next to the Celtics of the Bucks. 
Um, but still, I mean, you're a super young team, and that's all you really want for this year if you're the And a great coach, Dwayne Casey. I like Dwayne Casey a mm-hmm. lot. So. Yeah, I'm a big fan of him, too. I think he got uh, hated on a little too much in the Raptors. Um, I don't know. I think it was his fault there. I think if he had that roster that won the whole thing in 2019, he could have won the whole thing, too, with Kawhi Leonard. Um, but, I mean, it is what it is. He's a great coach. Um, but, yeah, looking at the Pistons game right now, big rookie matchup, uh, Magic Pistons. Jaden Ivey starting his rookie season hot, 11 points on 5 of 10 shooting. Uh, he's got 11, 4 assists and 3 steals. Cade, Huntingham, uh, Cade Cunningham's got 7 points as well. Um, solid start for these guys. I mean, I'd be happy to see the Pistons do all this here. Just cause, a, it's been so long since we've seen them be relevant, and they got a lot of exciting young guys too. Uh, they got Kevin Knox coming off the bench. Um, not really feeling too confident about him. Uh, I used to like him a lot in Kentucky and when he was – uh, young guy in the Knicks, um, but I just don't really think he's going to carve out a big piece for himself in the NBA. Uh, but he'll definitely get some good run in the Pistons. Um, like you said, too, Jalen Duran, uh, he's going to be a great piece in years to come. I just don't think he's really ready yet. Um, I think he's ready now. Dude, a lot of those teams raw, and you know, I still think they can slide into the playoffs um, just based pure off the raw, uh, purely off the raw talent that they have right now. I think he's good. Going think, off the I back of Jaden Jaden Ivey. I think Duran's ready. I think he's going to be. One of the most influ- uh, impactful rookies this year. I think he can be up there, top five. He's making a big impact right away. Long reach, great defensively, can spread the floor with an offense. Um, liked what I saw in the summer league team, him and Ivy. They had some uh, chemistry during it. Watched a couple of their games before mm-hmm. Ivy got hurt. Yeah, they were fun to watch in the summer league this year. It'll be fun to see what happens there, but uh, obviously we'll see. But yeah, hey, how about the Magic, too, though? Uh, yeah, I love some pieces. Yeah, yeah Franz Wagner, too. I mean, they got a solid young core as well. I think these are going to be two of the most exciting young teams in the NBA this year, the Magic and the Pistons, which is weird to say because they've been so depleted for the last couple of years. But I think Franz Wagner is going to be a great piece for them. Uh, Paolo Boncaro, too. I think he's going to be runaway rookie of the year this year. Um, oh, I just think he's Murray. by far the most NBA-ready. Um, I mean, he's going to be doing a lot of heavy lifting for the uh, Magic this year. So I think he's going to be doing it all scoring, defense, rebounding. I mean, he's a piece the Magic really needed. Uh, he's been my favorite rookie coming out since... I mean, since probably when BC played Duke last February and we saw the game at home and I saw him play, I knew he was going to be the guy. Um, I mean, his game's just polished. He's ready to go. He's ready to contribute. I think he's going to get almost 20, probably 20 points a night this year. Um, I think he's going to have that kind of usage and workload with Magic. Because I don't really have anyone else that's that top tier of a score. I mean, they got Franz Wagner, who I think is also going to average in the same range, and those will probably be the top two guys for me on the Magic this season. Um, but I'm definitely excited to see that team too play, just because the exciting prospects they have in that team. I think they're going to be contenders, and I mean maybe five years or something if they keep their guys and they start to develop. Uh, speaking of some guys, speaking of rookies, so we obviously talked about Jaden Ivey, Duran, and uh, obviously Boncaro as well. I like uh, Keegan Murray a lot. I think he's going to be rookie of the year. Uh, I liked what I saw from the preseason. Liked what I saw from the summer league. Liked what I saw from him in the March Madness tournament last year as well. At 16 points in a couple of preseason games this year. Two preseason games at 16. He's out tonight for the season opener, unfortunately. Um, but he looked great, though, in the preseason, 16 points in his first two games. Then obviously they got De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Savonis, um, Javion Mitchell. They got uh, Davion Mitchell. They got some solid pieces uh, to be yeah, around there. Yeah, they do have a lot of I like them as like a maybe eight seed, nine, somewhere around there. Obviously the West is pretty good, but I like them as an eight or nine in mm-hmm. the West. Um, and I think Keegan Murray will be the rookie. That's my pick um, for rookie of the year right there. But I like that depth. I like it. It's a good sleeper pick. They did actually uh, a lot of good moves in the offseason. Obviously built around De'Aaron Fox. Obviously Harrison Bond still, DeMontis Sabonis, Adam Leak Monk. Love having him and De'Aaron Fox back. Brings me back to like Kentucky days. The main reason I'm a Kentucky fan is because of those two. 
Um, so I'm psyched to see them back together. I think they're going to do big things. Uh, yeah, they got a, like, a, lot of, uh, a lot of good young pieces on that team. Yeah, I like Keegan Murray about. They had a great draft, so I'll mm -hmm. see what happens there. But I like them. Could have Tyrese Halliburton, too. I don't like that trade for them. I think Tyrese Halliburton is going to be a great piece. They have too many guys. They had De'Aaron Fox, David Mitchell, and Tyre, uh, Tyrese Halliburton. I actually like that trade for them because I think if you look at it, De'Aaron, they weren't going to trade. David Mitchell wasn't going to get you to Monte Sabonis. You had to give Halliburton in that trade. And at the end of the day, three point guards isn't going to help you. I, I don't think Sabonis is worth it, though, for Halliburton. I think Halliburton is going to be one of the best guards in the NBA in a couple of years. And I think, I think that good. was a runaway deal for the Blazers. I think he's good, but I don't think it was that bad of a deal. I think him and De'Aaron. De'Aaron needed another big man there to help him out. Uh, since Harrison Bonds was really running the fourth, and then their fifth was Rashawn Holmes, uh, which now it helps. Rashawn Holmes could be. You know, the power forward has a bounce the small forward, and then you got Demonte Sabonis at center, or Sabonis at the power forward, and Holmes at center. Whatever it is, I mean, it helps that backcourt, or that frontcourt um, heavily. So hopefully we'll see what happens here at DR, but I'm rooting him to do mm -hmm. big things this year. Yeah, they could be another sleeper team, too, to get, you know, I mean, the seven or eight seed in the West. The West is going to be loaded this year, though. Um, I mean, just so many teams are going to be good this year. It feels like it's going to be one of the most competitive NBA seasons in, I mean, the last decade or so. Yeah, There's just so many teams that can make the playoffs. It's felt like the last couple of years, especially the East, it's been kind of weak. You know the five teams that are going to make it, and then the other three aren't going to do anything special. But this is one of the first years, it feels like, in a while, where any team can make a run. I mean, you got teams like the Cavs getting Donovan Mitchell. A lot of teams going all out. Uh, the Grizzlies at West, I think, are a sleeper to be in the Western Conference Finals this year. Um, I think they could knock down some of the top teams, the Warriors or the Clippers, come playoff time. Uh, I mean, they got a lot of guys that can uh, really work you down. John Morant, Jaron Jackson. Um, Desmond Bain started to break out last year. I mean, they got a really good team, uh, and they all play really hard, gritty, defensive team. I think they can make some waves in the playoffs. I mean, there's yeah. just so many teams that can do that to you this year. It's nuts. Yeah, it's whoever's playing hardest when playoffs come. Whoever's healthiest and obviously playing hardest as well it makes a big difference. Um, so see what happens there, but look forward to seeing uh, which teams come out on top. But I got the Clippers and the Bucks in the finals, Clippers over the Bucks, and then Zach's got mm -hmm. the Celtics over the Warriors. So. Yeah, there's, there's not two matchups right there. See what happens. But yeah, there you have it. We'll keep a note of that and keep updating it throughout the year. I mean, we'll have to update it, hopefully. It's locked yeah. in until this Warriors rematch. So. We'll <laughs> see, I guess. Um, we'll yeah. go on to BC football really quick. Anything else in the NBA? Or? Yeah, I think that's good. I think we covered everything that we want to get through in the NBA. Um, BC football. Excited for the year. Tough game Let's last Saturday. So two Saturdays ago now almost against Clemson. Clemson coming in as the number five team in the country. 31 to 3, lost for BC. Honestly, they were in the, they were in the game at halftime, down 10 to 3, had an interception, caught to the 15 yard line, ended up missing a field goal. Uh, Connor Linton had a bad game that day, going 1 to 3. For yeah, he had goals. a tough game. Um, BC couldn't even make a 40 Count yard line, depended on in that game. Mm -hmm. um, but that then the kid game. came out at halftime, kicked the 25 yard after Linton missed like 18 yard or something. Yeah, we should have said that in the second from half. 15, from the 15 yard line, down 10, that was 25 yards. Pretty good kick by the kid. Had enough yeah, right after 32. Linton missed the one to end the half, too. Probably could have went from 32 to 35 points, I mean, 35 yards. Mm -hmm. I think it was actually pretty money. Um, but yeah, that tough game for BC. Um, didn't really get too much on an offense. We did get in the red zone a couple times and had an interception. Um, not an interception, we went for it, uh, whatever it was, uh, fourth down or something at one point. They missed a field goal. Um, mm -hmm. So it was really just tough, honestly. But we did turn it over, I'm pretty sure if I remember right. Probably might have gone down. So yeah, uh, we had a couple of turnovers and downs, I think. And then. Um... Actually, sure Phil didn't throw any picks. I forgot that game. He's had a tough year, though. Well, yeah, so the O-line hasn't done anything to help him, but he's had a tough year as well. I mean, there's just blame to go around all the offense, O-line, Phil. Um, I mean, I think the receivers and the running backs have done a decent job this year. It's just the O-line and Phil. Um, having like came to play out there last year, yeah, I agree. 
Uh, defense, I was actually pleasantly surprised by that on that Clemson game, holding them three points up until the very last drive when they went down and scored a touchdown, uh, which is bound to happen at some point because the offense was lasting in the field for about 30 seconds each drive. So, I um, mean, honestly, that was ridiculous just the way the offense would come out and then blow drives. We had so many chances. We had four drives that were within the Clemson 35. We walked away from the half with three points. We actually outgained Clemson in the first half. We played better than they did. Truth be told, and the score doesn't show that. Um, and then, I mean, in the second half, they just had all the momentum because we were making stops, and then the defense was getting tired, and the offense was doing anything, and momentum just shifted in favor of Clemson, and they just broke the game open and started the fourth quarter. Um, so, obviously, it was tough as a BC fan, uh, but I think there was a lot, that game was a lot closer than people say it was. Um, but, I mean, just failing on fourth point, uh, fourth down conversions a couple times, uh, it's just tough to win a game when you can't convert on third and fourth down. So, yeah, you know, that happened ultimately. Um, but I'm not necessarily disappointed considering we played the number five team the way the defense looked. Uh, it's just with the offensive woes, it just sucks to see that happen because, I mean, we had so many exciting opportunities that first half. I really thought we were going to walk in a halftime with the lead the way the defense looked out there. It's just the offense couldn't capitalize on anything. DeBerry had the interception. We started with the ball at the 20 uh, and couldn't finish that drive. Lytton missed the field goal. We couldn't get in the end zone anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, was tough. The red zone offense has got to be better on this team and kicking too. And he's got to make those field goals lit because he was really good last year, I thought. Uh, it seems like he's taking a big step back for some reason this year. Maybe it was just something mental. Um, but, I mean, it's so, tough. It, kicking's a tough job. Um, but he's got to be better than one for three, especially in a big game like that against Clemson. you got to make your field goals and you got to capitalize on every opportunity if you want any chance at winning. So, yeah, obviously, tough. tough to see that. Um, I think we got dominated on the at the line of scrimmage. Clemson had 11 yep. attacks for a loss. BC only had five. Uh, if you look at it, Clemson was unreal uh, defensively getting a pass rush and four sacks. Honestly, probably could have had more. Phil didn't get rid of the ball, but he once or twice. Also threw the ball behind him uh, at one point in that Louisville game, which he almost did again in that Clemson game. He just, for some reason, like is going to get sacked and then just like thinks about like throwing it to the side of him. I don't know how he did that. He almost did that against Clemson, mm-hmm. uh, which would have been bad. Yeah, he's starting to see ghosts out there. I don't know what he was doing doing that against Louisville. Um, but yeah, tough game for BC, but they were hanging in it for a while. Um, obviously, Zay Flowers has been electric this year. Probably the only player on the offense you can look at. Big odd, you know, it's a positive note. Yeah, he's been definitely the biggest bright spot of this year. Um, I mean, pretty much everyone else has either met expectations, like the defense are, uh, I mean, falling below them, like the O-line and Phil. Yeah, Zay's looks great. Um, but Zay's probably been the one yards. piece of this team, yeah, that's been pleasantly surprising. Considering we knew he was going to be elite this year. Um, but I'd say he's even surpassed my expectations the way he's played this year. He's on pace actually to break a couple of BC records, uh, touchdowns and receiving yards, uh, which would be pretty cool to see. Um, I'm getting the ranks of BC football history, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him be a second round pick this year. I mean, we see guys like Darius Tony, uh, Rondell Moore, smaller guys that are shifty. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to be a first round pick today with his size, but I think his speed and his shiftiness, he could be a second round pick this year, especially the way he's looking right now. When you got who was it Todd McShay the other day tweeted about his stock rising. I mean, he's just on everyone's radar right now, and I think he's really hot as a prospect. Um, and some team's going to scoop him up in the second round of the next draft. He's too valuable an asset. He's so fast. He's so shifty. I mean, he makes the Clemson defense look like traffic cones sometimes. You know, I mean, eight catches, seventy-five yards. Yeah, had thirty-five yard catch overall the season, forty-two catches for five hundred fifty-six yards, five touchdowns. Obviously, adds some value in the punt return. He's been half our offense. Three punt returns of 29 yards, and he's fair catches at 90% of the time. Uh, then seven rushing attempts for 48 yards. He's really versatile. You can really line him up anywhere. Similar to Kadarius Tony. Oh, Kadarius Tony doesn't play for the Giants. If anyone wants to trade for him, send, send Joe Shane the Giants GMs for trades. I love what they're looking <laughs> for him uh, back. Uh, but at the end of the day, yeah, you can line him up anywhere, I would say. Fonz. I'm sure in the NFL he could be a gadget guy, maybe like a Debo Samuel, uh, where you line him up. 
In the backfield, maybe some plays line him up in the slot, wide out. You can probably do any of that with speed. You really just want to give a guy like Zay Flowers the ball in open space, and the way you do that is just using the, using him, using uh, Kadarius Tony, using Debo Seymour, the way that all of their offense coordinators use them, finding the ball in open mm-hmm. space and let them try to run. Um, yeah, guys at that have become super popular in the NFL. So it's another reason I think Zay's just moving up the boards too. They're seeing guys like you said, Debo, Kadarius Tony, um, just so shit that you can kind of just hand them off the ball and just let them go to work. We saw Zay do that in the Louisville game, that one run. Um, I think he got a screen pass, and he made three guys miss that one play going up the left sideline. Yeah, he did a good game um, that time. Got like 30-something yards out of that. It was awesome. I mean, yeah, he really helped us get that win. He had two big touchdowns. Had that elite Randy Moss-style catch. He did. Um, double coverage coming into the end zone. That was huge. Could have easily been touchdowns. picked, that pass from Phil. Um, Should have been, probably. Regardless, he's just so weeks. fast, shifty. And, I mean, his hands have gotten a lot better, too, this year. That was kind of a concern I had of his last year. Still um, dropped some balls this year, but definitely mm-hmm. better. Yeah, he, better. he's definitely he better at making contested catches. He did drop one of his clubs that he should have had on like a flat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like not a flat. It was a drag route. Should have had a first oh, down. Oh, yeah, should have had a first down. It. third down. You're right. And he dropped it. And it actually wasn't a bad throw from Phil. It hit Zay right in the chest. Probably should have had that one. Maybe probably mm-hmm. would have been a touchdown. Might have got to about a five. Uh, he was probably yeah, he was, the 12. He had so much space seven. in that one, though. Maybe could have yeah. got to the two or the three. Uh, he dropped that. But uh, yeah, he would have lit up the defense if he caught that. Yeah, He kind of started just running before he caught it, though. That was his issue. He is looking upfield, probably. Yeah, he already thought he made the play and then missed the catch. But it is what it is. I think his ability to make contested catches has gotten better this year. Like that one at Louisville um, was huge. Over two guys closing in on him. That was big. Um, I mean, previous years, I don't think he would have made that same catch. Probably not, yeah. Um, I think he realized that was probably the biggest hole in his game, making catches like that, and he's been working on that a lot. Um, I mean, the work is definitely showing the way he looks at the series. He's the complete package of a wide receiver. Besides just being kind of a guy that can go up and get it, but that's just natural because of his height. Uh, he can pretty much do it all out there, I think. Jet sweeps, uh, in short routes, deep routes, he can do everything. So I really think he might be uh, within the first, probably six or seven receivers drafted this first coming year. Probably early second round, maybe late second round. Yeah, I'm probably um, I don't see him dropping anywhere below the third round. Just his second to third. talent, barring an injury. Wait second, early third, as of now, is what I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. We'll see. Um, BC this weekend will be heading to Wake Forest, 3.30 p.m. on Saturday. We'll be playing at Wake Forest on the road. Tough game for BC. Wake Forest is 13th on the yeah, air. Yeah, tough. Being 5-1 and one going in. Uh, they are 1-1 one one in the ACC, 3-1 and one at home. So BC's already uh, you know, playing down, essentially, when you're going to Wake Forest, playing a team that's averaging 41 points per game on offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Returning the exact same quarter from last year. I mean, they've just been so yeah. consistent. Average 292 passing yards a game, which is ridiculous. And mm-hmm. overall, 440 total yards on offense a game. It's going to be a tough game for BC. Yeah, the spread's Hyman's already 20 points. So. Hyman's are great. Tough. Um, yeah, Hyman's already, already had 16 passing touchdowns in five games with two picks. Um, has also done uh, a little bit in the run game as well. Five carries, uh, 41 carries for 136 yards. No touchdowns there. But uh, does help you. It has a little speed. Um, nothing crazy. Averaging 13 rushing out of the game. But definitely helps mm-hmm. you. Uh, continue, you know, plays, keep plays are uh, going. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's definitely still a mobile QB. We saw that happen in that game last year at BC. And we played Wake. I mean, play broke down. He just runs up the middle for a first down every third down. We couldn't stop him. Granted, the team, half the team had the flu that game. That was just a brutal game to watch. And I don't think this game is going to be as bad as it was last year against Wake. Um, I mean, realistically, just the way the season's gone, how hot Wake is, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Wake win by 17. I'd say. Oh, yeah. I'd still bet BC under the spread. I think BC is going to cover. What's the spread? It's 20.5. Yeah. 
I would say four. I don't think we're going to lose that bet because I think the Clemson game was a confidence boost regardless of the score. I think the way we played is definitely a confidence boost. And the defense starting to look back to the way they should look. It's just the offensive woes are too great to overcome. And I don't think we're going to score more than maybe 17 points. Yeah, I'll say 44-20 maybe, as of now. That's my prediction. Um, but one thing I'll go 34-20. Yeah, somewhere in there. I know I just said they're not going to score more than 17, but I see those losing by two touchdowns. And I think, um, I mean, the Wake Forest D-line is not nearly as talented as the Clemson one. I think the O-line going up against Clemson last week is going to give them a little bit of a confidence boost. I mean, and just a little bit of experience under their belt at the least. Um, and I think we'll look a little bit better on offense. It's just not going to be enough to match that Wake offense. It's just so talented, that Wake offense. I think, so the, I think the defense will struggle a little more this game. Uh, Clemson's best receivers. I mean, they, they, they have some talent. Clemson at wideout, but if you look at what Wake Forest has at wideout, their big receivers, A.T. Perry, six foot five, Jamal Banks, six foot three. Both those guys have a great year. 29 catches for A.T. Perry, 482 receiving yards and four touchdowns. Jamal Banks, 20 catches for 306 yards and five touchdowns. I think BC struggles on defense in this game. Uh, obviously going up against a team that has big receivers like that when you're two smaller cornerbacks. Although Elijah mm-hmm. Jones is like 6'3", but DeBerry's yeah, like 6 Jones foot. Maybe 6 foot, so it's going to yeah, be DeBerry's tough. Six foot. It's going to be tough for them to cover mm-hmm. those guys. I see both those guys. Yeah, CJ Burton's not a big guy either. He's a lockdown, though. CJ Burton, he's going to give an inch of run. I'm a big fan of him. He plays hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had to guess, um, I would say right Matry. now 44-20. I like Matry yeah. a lot. Matry's the best player of the defense, in my opinion. Yeah, Most Matry's consistent. a big, he's always a hard player. He's always hustling. Big hitter, too. LA Clipper. Put him on the team. He would be. He would be. He's only probably talking about defense. Maybe. I don't know. Only one. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys. There are a lot. If you only pick one, DeBerry. it's Matry. I'm a big DeBerry guy, too. If you only pick one, it's Matry. Yeah, eyes. that's fair. I like DeBerry a lot, too. I like um, Woodby. Honestly, I'm going to be a good secondary. They've had a little bit of a down year, but, I mean, last year they're elite. They're the number three passing defense in the country. Secondary Secondary's all right. a horrible running defense. Um, Secondary's actually all right. Pretty good. Yeah, the they looked pretty good against Clemson, yeah. Probably strong point. DeBerry had the pick. I mean, we held him, held DJ to. Uh, what was that? I mean, 100 yeah, 200 something. Yards, yeah, 200 yards or something. But first half was elite, to say the least. I mean, the way the defense looked. That was by far the best half they played all season. That half, that first half. Yeah, it was 10 3. 10 Yeah, I mean, up till the two minute one, they gave up three points to the number five team in the country, which is pretty impressive. And then 69 yards on the ground. So 289 for DJ is not bad to, to hold them to. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Passing, though. Two, 220 yards. Passing yards. Yeah, but that's, I was talking about 60 on rushing yards, 280, 290. Oh, yeah. The Russian defense needs some work against mobile QBs. It always has. Uh, but it's definitely getting a little bit better. I mean, compared to what we've seen in years past, years past have been brutal, and we can't stop. we got to save our lives. We couldn't. They couldn't stop me probably two years ago. Um, but, I mean, now it's starting to look a little bit better. I'm a big fan of uh, Donovan Ezeraku, um, number six in the D-line. I he's think been he's getting fast some respect and, from the ACC. Yeah, That's he's why. number one rated pass rusher in the uh, ACC right now from – Pro football folks, it's pretty cool to see. Um, I think he's a great player and one of the few bright spots in the D line right now. Um, I mean, he's fast, he's physical, he can beat guys on the edge. So that's definitely what you want um, coming from the D line, especially a, that's a position that's been really weak for us the last few years. So uh, it's good to see a young guy like that, and it shows I think some of the good recruiting that Halfley's been doing. Because there's a lot of the young guys in the team right now that are looking pretty good, and I think are gonna have big roles uh, as soon as next year. I mean, we've already seen it right now. Guys like Joe Griffin, uh, he's a beast. Receiver, Alex Broom, uh, CJ Burden this year. Probably Dino Tomlin gets the ball a little more. I'd like to see him. Yeah, he had a nice catch. 32 yards against Clemson. Yeah, he had a nice bobbling catch. And uh, I mean, it was garbage time. I think it was from Evan Moore had that pass. It's a good catch. Um, but yeah, it's still a nice catch. 
Emmett Moore has a guy in mind. I think he needs another year of development, but I think next year he can be a solid QB. I mean, all signs are pointing to him as being our starting QB next season. So who knows? Phil keeps struggling. He might get himself in the game. Yeah, he know. might not be in the NFL next year, so we don't know. But he may, he may be I still think based him. on his raw prospects and I mean, just his physicality, yeah, yeah, I still think it's gonna be a late round pick just because of his day three. Yeah, just because of his size and his athleticism. Um, but I mean, we've been saying it since last year. I just, I mean, the year he's been having this year too, it's just gonna be tough to justify him carving a spot for himself on an NFL roster. The way he's looked this year, just his passes, um, his decision making, it just hasn't been there this There's year. No pocket he's awareness. taking a step back. Zero pocket mm-hmm. I mean, granted, the O line's been horrible, and I think that probably has something mental, um, some kind of adverse mental effect on him. But it's still just some of the throws he's made when he has time is just ridiculous. Zero. I mean, that one awareness. throw at the start of the Florida State game, um, I think it was like third down. He's, or the, the Virginia pie. Tech game, Virginia first Tech ACC so game of the year. Yeah. He was seeing ghosts out there. Throwing casually, like he's throwing in the pocket, you know, a buddy just running a route with no one in coverage. I was like, what is he doing, dude? Yeah, it's like me and you in the mods. Yeah, although we could probably actually make the play on it. I'd yeah, we're always making like diving catches in front of the grill. Always. But, yeah, the grill actually gets scary running, trying to make plays on that. Yeah, I'm always giving me some risky throws. It's not as risky as Nate, scary. The Nate Sutton hospital ball in front Nate of the cars. Nate Sutton, yeah. Kidding <laughs> those tosses. Lots of people almost get killed. But um, one guy to watch out for, I wanted to mention, was Christian Turner, the uh, Wake Forest running back coming off a really good game last week on their last game against Army. They just had a bye week just like BC. Eight carries for 46 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, does add a little bit in the past game, four catches in uh, five games now uh, with 37 receiving yards and a touchdown. Uh, and that's in six games, actually. But he looked pretty solid um, from these stats. Um, I haven't really watched any Wake Forest games. When I do, it's typically just Sam Hartman making plays. So I haven't really seen too much of their offense besides Hartman, which he's the really, really only thing really to watch, I guess, because... I mean, they do have pieces mm-hmm. receiving and rushing, but Hartman's really their main guy. So if you're watching, you yeah, Hartman's the guy in that offense. Uh, which he's coming off a great season. Um, last year, and obviously this year as well, stopped very hot. Um, has had a couple games. Might be the best QB in the ACC this year, the way he's looked. Yeah, four touchdowns against Vanderbilt, three against Liberty, six against Clemson, which is nuts. To go yeah, he was elite in that Clemson game. I mean, two against Florida State. They were so close. They only lost by six that game. That was that crazy OT thriller. I mean, they were right there the whole time. 16 passing touchdowns in five games with two interceptions with 1,442 passing yards. is very impressive. 99 completions. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, as I said, helps he would have been in a run game. 64 rushing yards. Uh, had 36 against Ami. Um, not the most mobile quarterback. He extended play a little bit, which helps. Mm-hmm. That's all you really ask for him. But last year, he actually had 11 rushing touchdowns. So maybe he'll get back to rushing the ball a little more in a red zone. 363 rushing yards last year with 11 rushing touchdowns of 25.9 rushing yards per game. The main thing he did in his first couple of years in college football in 2018-2019 was rushing the ball a little bit, 30.6 in 2018, 22.3 in 2019, uh, and then obviously now only 12.8 this year. So he's gone down a little bit, but that obviously has to do with probably the injury mm-hmm. just getting back into the His speed passing production's gone up. I was going to say, his so. passing's fine. Yeah. You don't even have to throw, run the ball ever, uh, which mm-hmm. helps. Yeah, I honestly think, I mean, if you can keep this up and wait keeps winning games, considering they only lost... Clemson by six that one game. They really had it in the bag at one point at the end of regulation. Yeah, I honestly think he'd be a sneaky Heisman candidate this year. Like, I don't think he's going to win it over the big names like Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, but I think he'd be in the conversation and be a finalist potentially. Kenton uh, Hooker, my boy. Yeah, Hendon yeah. Hooker actually could Hendon be. Hooker, yeah, yeah. Hooker. Give, him the, give him it. Why not? Mm-hmm. He's pretty yeah, good. I actually him. only saw maybe one Tennessee game heading into this week. It was earlier in the season because they were on TV a lot. Um, didn't really yeah, pay attention too much. Uh, and then saw him play this weekend. It looked really good. Hendricks solid. I'll take him on my team. Yeah, I would too. I mean, he's he's a dog. Mobile QB can do everything you want. Projected to be a first-round pick in the NFL next year. See what happens. Yeah, uh, I'm looking yeah, forward to seeing cool. how they play this week too. When you beat a team like Great Alabama, QB class coming up. 
It is. Better than last year's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Better than last year's Way for sure. Way more exciting. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. Um, who's the guy from Kentucky? Will Levis? Will Levis, yeah. Um, yeah. Hooker. There's a couple other guys, too. Hooker, Stroud, Levis. Um, that's probably the main four right there. There's another guy, Anthony Richardson from Florida. He'll be in the yeah. draft as well. Uh, we'll see. They play Tennessee 6-0 right now. They play Philly Tennessee Kobe, Martin this one. weekend. Yeah, Phil <laughs> They play Tennessee Martin this weekend, so I'm sure uh, Hooker's going to have another big game uh, this weekend. But he played great against Alabama. Uh, went off at 385 passing yards with five touchdowns and one pick. Also added 56 rushing yards on the ground. So Hendon Hook is a player, as you can tell. And then Jalen mm-hmm. Hyatt, six catches, 207 receiving yards and five touchdowns. Looking like He's Randy a beast. Moss. I, I'm a big fan of him. Look at Randy Moss. Yeah, I think, I mean, see what happens the rest of the way. But if Tennessee can keep this going for the rest of the year, I mean, they're going to be in the CFP if I what, mean, they, they went out. Right now? I think three or four. They got to get against Georgia later in the season. That's going to be tough for them. And then they got to go to the SEC championship if they get there, too. Yeah, um, they do got a ways to go, obviously. But they're three right now. Three seed, according to AP Top 25, just pretty good, which is nuts. Yeah, I mean, Making a run. best season they've had in forever. So. Making a run. Just beating Bamboo was huge in itself. I mean, that's a win of a season already. So Definitely. See what they can do. But, yeah, I mean, six. see what happens in the Georgia game. I doubt three teams in the SEC are going to make the CFP this year. Um, so I really think it's all going to come down to the game they have in November against Georgia. Because um, only one of those teams is making the SEC championship. So... Um, I mean, Bama is still going to be in the SEC championship down the West. I forget what side they're on, uh, regardless. Bama is on but the... But regardless of what happens... Bama's I mean, in the East, I believe, the SEC Okay, East. and the other teams are in the West. And it's going to be Bama, Tennessee, or Bama, Georgia, almost 99%, I'd say, so... I think Bama's in the East. I mean, no, Bama's in the probably West. Probably only two Bama's of those in the teams. West. Bama's okay. in the West. Mike Curley would know because he's a big SEC guy. I should have known, but <laughs> should have got him in the funny way to know. But yeah, SEC East is Georgia. SEC West is Bama. So, hmm. see what works out there, but... Uh, the SEC West, honestly, is both they're both good. <laughs> both yeah, of them are good. That. Um obviously Mississippi State, LSU, Alabama, Mississippi, all of them being in the SEC West. Then you have the SEC East, honestly even better. Florida, South Carolina, Kentucky, Tennessee, Georgia. I mean there's a couple wow. of bad teams in Missouri's two and four and Vanderbilt's four and three. Or two mm-hmm. and uh, Vanderbilt's three and four. Um, which isn't bad for them. Auburn's three and four. No, it's a good year for them. Four and three for Arkansas. Arkansas should be better. They actually have some players, but Yeah, Arkansas was elite last year. Um they should be better. They had someone drafted. I forget who Rocket it was. Rocket Sanders, the running back's a beast. Um, yeah, KJ Jefferson's pretty good, too, their quarterback. They should be better than last place in that um, part of the conference. But we'll see what happens, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still stacked out there. I mean, it's tough to get a win at all out there. So teams are so deep. Um, but, yeah, there you have it. Uh, thank you guys all for listening. Um, it's great to be back out here. Season 2, Week 1, the playbook. Um, I mean, we love it, coming out here and just talking sports for an hour. So we appreciate you guys for listening. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, as always. We appreciate it. Happy to be back in the studio. As I said, this is our first episode back since, honestly, the first week of May, because I did one of my own right around finals or whatever you had something yeah, to do. Yeah, the Celtics were just uh, starting to play the box. So it's been a while since we were both in the studio at the same time. So good to be back in the studio. Months. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. We do appreciate it. Hopefully you guys are back with us next Wednesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. on WZBC AM Sports Radio. We'll update you guys on how the Celtics have been playing over the last week, what BC Football did this weekend, intro football, how that goes tomorrow. Uh, maybe talk some baseball, too. There's a lot to talk about, obviously, in sports. Um, we'll keep you guys posted. But thank you guys so much, as always, for listening. We appreciate it. Hope you guys have a good one. Thank you, guys. Have a good week.